Hey, it's Rob, and I am so excited to tell you about a brand new project that we've been working on launching over here with my co-host many times over, Chappelle. RHAP proudly presents Recap Kickback. It's the brainchild of Chappelle and the first episode just dropped today. Chappelle has the keys to take Recap Kickback anywhere he wants to go, talking about black TV, movies, maybe some wild stories from Twitter. Who knows? He won't tell me. To kick off the kickback, Chappelle's going to be joined by Mari Forth every Thursday here in February for Black History Month to make a top five list of black media. You're about to hear Recap Kickback's premiere episode where Chappelle and Mari are revealing the top five black biography films. I'm so proud of everything that Chappelle has accomplished since he became a part of our team in 2020. I know so many of you have built a relationship with him over the podcast, and I can promise you that he's just as incredible of a collaborator and a friend behind the scenes. He's truly one of the most special people I've ever met. I'm so happy for him to have this new podcast to showcase his hard work and his talents. I can't wait to see what he has planned for Recap Kickback. We've got the premiere episode for you here. But if you want all the episodes, you've got to subscribe. Don't miss out on everything Chappelle is cooking when you subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or Spotify when you go to RecapKickback.com. That's RecapKickback.com. Enjoy the premiere of Recap Kickback. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Chappelle, here to launch a brand new podcast. That's right. You are in store for the very first episode of Recap Kickback, a podcast dedicated to my favorite topics, including black television, film, and media of all kinds. Now, some of you, the uninitiated, you might be confused as to what we mean by Recap Kickback here on Recap Kickback. We'll be recapping shows, recapping events, recapping media, and uh, we'll be doing it at the kickback. Not we're not kicking back. It's not we're not taking any payouts. This is a kickback. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is bigger than a gathering, smaller than a party. That's a kickback. And uh-huh. you may know me if you know for the uninitiated. You may know me for um, covering Big Brother, Survivor, and other reality shows on the RHAP network. On Rob has a podcast, as well as uh, The Walking Dead, Atlanta, Insecure, Snowfall, and other shows on Post Show Recaps, and never have I ever on Silent Podcasts. Well, now I am back to kick off Black History Month to discuss the top five Black biopics as voted by my friends and a bunch of you all <laughs> from social media. But with me to talk about the top five this week is who y'all know, many of you know, as my co-host, who you might remember from. The Connect on Post Show Recap, where we hosted our coverage of, she hosted our coverage of Swarm, uh, the other black girl. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Wrestling Rehab Up on Rob Has a Podcast, Mari Forth. Mari, what's up? What's Welcome up? I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I'm here at the kickback. It's nice. I'm going to get settled in. You know, yeah. right. You know, something. Okay. Uh, yes. This water, though. Yes. Uh- <laughs> this water for now. For now. In a few <laughs> months, now. we kicking back. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that we're like adventuring on this like new 
uh, you know, this new property, this new thing we're doing here. And mm -hmm. I'm so excited to uh, reach like a, a bigger audience, a different audience and our same audience, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Mari and I have covered a ton of content together separately, mm -hmm. but we've really focused on talking about Black television and media uh, movies, Black prestige television, and just trying to highlight Black creators and actors and directors whenever we could, because a mm -hmm. lot of times we don't, we see that this type of stuff doesn't get that kind of coverage. You know, we yeah. see time and time again, we get snubbed at the Oscars, snubbed at uh -huh. the Emmys, and we just want to be able to talk about it with our friends the same way everybody else talks about their shows. And so here we are. That's how, that's how we ended up with the recap kickback. Um, so Mari, before we get started, uh, mm -hmm. it's black history month. Uh, yes. I guess, for the people who don't know you, tell tell everybody who you who you are, where you come from. How you, how'd you get to the kickback? <laughs> how did I get to the kickback? Well, um, I have been on RHAP for about almost four years now, uh, doing, like you said, the wrestling wrap up. I also do a true crime podcast uh, with my co-host Sarah Carradine, where we watch true crime documentaries and docuseries. And then we um, discuss those and we rank those. I also cover Big Brother, Survivor, any other reality TV. We're both reality TV junkies. Um, <laughs> so we've covered that um, on RHAP as well. Um, I'm from, I rep the DMV, uh, even though I'm a military brat. And, you know, I'm just over here being a wife and mother and a podcaster. Yeah, that part. And uh, mm -hmm. as for me, you already know where I'm from. I'm from RHAP, Post Show Recap Silent Podcast, but I am from the great state of Texas and uh, very Southern. I, I, it gets a little ghetto around here sometimes, but it's the kickback. <laughs> We're all family here. Everyone's invited to the kickback. It's just certain people got to sit in the back, you know? Uh, so <laughs> that said, Mari, we come up with this plan. We say, okay, it's February, it's Black History Month, and it's a leap year, so we get an extra day. On February, you know what I'm saying? It's the mm -hmm. longest Black History Month we're going to have for a while. So what are we going to talk years. about? Yeah, exactly. And so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the top five of everything. We want to spend the next few weeks just kind of ranking and debating about the top five of different categories in Black media. So Mari said it best earlier. Black folk love to debate something. They love to argue mm -hmm. with you about your favorite. We love to tell you you're wrong. You ain't got no taste. Mm -hmm. It's all in good fun, though. And so Mari came up with the idea. Let's talk about it. Let's let's ask the listeners. We ain't got no listeners yet. Y'all are the listeners. Y'all yeah. are here. So we reached out to the people closest to us to, to figure out what they thought were the top five black biopics. And so, uh, or a top seven. Did we, did we sent out a list of like 12. And then yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be talking. We're, we're, we're just going to be talking about the top five. We're just going to be talking about the top mm -hmm. five. We're going to narrow it down. So shout out to everybody who filled out the survey, who sent in their suggestions. Even the, you people who sent in your honorable mentions that we did not ask about. This is not mm -hmm. biopics about sports stars. There are a ton of sports movies that we could talk about. Mm -hmm. We're going to save that for a later date. So all you people who have been like, what about Ali? Thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, what about Remember the Titans? Mm -hmm. Also, thanks. But here, mm -hmm. we're talking about biopics. And so, uh, Mari... Could you explain what we're looking yeah. for when we talk about a black biopic? Yes. So uh, we're talking about uh, biopics that are feature, of course, black leads, predominantly black cast. Um, and we, like we said, we narrowed it down to about 
12 to 13 ish. We had uh, each, <laughs> all the people we reach out to, to rank each movie. We told people, if you haven't seen the movie, just leave it like in a unranked. And then we like tabulated the results and we got a top five. Uh, so uh, if you would like to participate in the survey for next week, um, you can, uh, click, we're going to click the link in the show notes. We're going to put our survey in the show notes. And you can fill it out there. And uh, I'm very excited because week one, black biopics, well, uh, biopics, biopics, uh, bio. You know what? Whatever. People say <laughs> Whatever. it both Y'all ways. Y'all know we talk about. I've heard it both ways. Like, I've heard it both ways. Hell, I say it both so, ways. Yes. So, um, and then at the end of the episode, we'll tell you what we're going to be doing next week. So, I am so excited uh, that this is this is the first one up because, like you said, when we started sending out the list and stuff, like people were sending us stuff back. I was like, oh, I guess that is a biopic. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was like stuff that you're like, oh yeah, I guess that does make sense. Uh, how do you feel about uh, black biopics? Yeah, these are fun because these this is when you get to tell black stories about our black history. You know, whether it is somebody who's a civil rights leader, a musician, an athlete, whoever. Um, I think a lot of times those stories are not told uh, to black people when growing up. You kind of have to hear that stuff word of mouth because we didn't have a lot of literature and stuff dedicated to that that was going out to children right we all like, i feel like my my background was like oh when i was in school black history month i learned about like 10 or 12 people in black history month and then we don't talk about it the rest of the year uh but at mm-hmm. home i would learn you know more about different people but at school i really wasn't and so there would be times where you were at home and you'd see somebody watching a movie and you're like oh oh what is this movie about and it's like oh it's the story of you know Tina Turner, for example. And so mm-hmm. we'll have we'll be watching What's Love Got to Do With It. And then as a child, you grow up thinking, Tina Turner, Angela Bassett, they're the same person, right? Like she is. Oh my God, yes. Right? For the that's, longest time. <laughs> okay. Because maybe that's a black thing, but I really <laughs> heard for the longest time, Tina Turner, Angela Bassett, I don't I don't see the same difference person. between these pictures. I, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> yes. So I can't wait to discuss that. So what I'll, what we'll do is I'll, I'll reveal the placement of the movies and then we'll discuss each one until we get to the top movie. So we're going to start from um, number five um, and then we'll, we'll go over the honorable mentions at the end. And like Chappelle said, no sports movies. So no 42 or Coach time. Carter. Yeah. Not this mm-hmm. time. And also no fake biopics like the five heartbeats sparkle or just- girls. Can we like, just talk about not. it for just two seconds? Because I <laughs> look, okay, so I, I sent people the list of the things that we were talking about, but I also mm-hmm. kind of put like a Facebook status out, like, hey, just tell me what yours are. Cause I, I wanted to know if we were missing any, right? And mm-hmm. so I got like a few, you know, comments here and there, just oh yeah, try this one, try this one, try this one. And black folk, y'all <laughs> love trying to make the five heartbeats a thing. And listen, oh my God. I, I like the movie, I do, but it Great. does not fit this assignment because it's made up. And a lot of these boxes <laughs> are dramatized, you know, to make a better movie, you know, showing somebody's life as it is. It's probably not the most entertaining thing. So you got to spice it up. But that is a, a what is a amalgamation or something like that? They yep, call it like, mm-hmm. yeah, just a bunch of a bunch of, you know, different stories yeah. thrown together. Very much sparkle, very much dream girls. Sparkle, so, yeah. <laughs> so if you came here to hear us talk about the five heartbeats, we're now done talking about the five heartbeats. Thank you for coming. But let's check out the actual five biopics that we are going to narrow this down to. Yes. So first up, and this is why I had to cut you off a little bit. What's love got to do with it is number five, which just kind of guts me because this feels, is one of my favorites. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
it it feels low. <laughs> it feels very low to me. Uh, some of our survey constituents uh, tanked it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but for those who don't know, like we said, what's love got to do it? Do with it is the story of uh, Tina Turner, Ike, and Tina Turner. I feel I feel like it's definitely from Tina's point of view. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, it is literally one of my favorites. I think I have I have it on as number two on my list. It's one of the it's one of those biopics that I've watched so many times. Like I've rewatched it so many times. I could probably tell you the movie frame by frame. And I can't say that with most of these uh, biopics on on this list. So, I mean, at least it made it to the five. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, again, Young Chappelle, you couldn't tell me that this wasn't Tina Turner. You know, Angela Bassett and <laughs> Tina Turner is basically the same person. Uh, mm-hmm. Tina Turner... Uh, you know, signs off on this film. It becomes a great depiction of her story, but also it's a a very tragic tale in a lot of ways about domestic violence and, you know, her overcoming, but also having to deal with a lot of crap on the way to uh, being one of the most famous uh, singers that we've ever seen. I mean, she's inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is Tina Turner, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's a household name for, for, for my household at least. Uh, And so I've seen it. But I can understand why it would probably fall lower. We know that uh, Angela Bassett is robbed of an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get one, and she should have. Um, but also, mm-hmm. because it's a story about domestic violence, maybe people are less likely to go back and say, oh, really, like, I really don't like to watch that over and over again. Of course, we watched it because that's what we mm-hmm. had to watch. But growing up, you know, now it's kind of like, do I really want to revisit that pain and sorrow of this person who we, we just admire so much? Maybe not. And so maybe that's why it dropped down to the number five spot. But I'm not going to lie to you. I am surprised. I, I'm surprised as well. Uh, rest in peace to Tina Turner. She just passed away early, uh, early last year or last year, mm-hmm. um, which is so unfortunate. Unfor- and what I really took away from her passing and the, the re-looking at her legacy is like, how her pain and her struggle was minimized for so many years. Like to be this old as I am now and to realize that her abuse was made like the punchline of so many jokes included in so many rap songs and stuff like that. To the point where we, we have literally diminished our like feelings of how horrible she's been, you know, she's been treated. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and it, like looking around right now, seeing this exact same pattern, like happen when you think of like Meg the stallion and stuff like that is like, we really got to learn, like not everything is a joke. Like I get it. We're black. We laugh through our pain and I love it, but we got to really start to think like, what are the consequences of making a punchline of like, Oh, beat, beat her like Tina beat, like I beat Tina. Beat like, like, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, it's just like we're we're minimizing struggle and we're think about the the women who are and the women and the people everybody who's going through that who's experiencing domestic violence and that are feel are hearing these jokes and 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 feeling these jokes and not feeling like they have somewhere to run to like I mean I I hate to get all downy no I think that, I think that, all know? that's valid yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah because that's why we look at it and say okay well maybe it's number five for that reason you like again right. if you're a victim of domestic violence you might not want to watch this ever you True. know. And maybe if you're going through domestic violence around that time and you hear people making light of it, maybe you don't want to speak up, you know? And so those yeah. are definitely things to take into consideration that we just didn't take into consideration back then. Again, we were young, so we will blame the generation uh-huh. before us. 
you know, <laughs> but yeah. we also, you know, perpetuated that by continuously laughing and joking about it and not putting our foot down and standing up for Tina Turner. So justice for Tina. I've been mm-hmm. dead since 2007 and people are still making these Tina and Ike jokes. So let's uh, kind of try to put those to rest as we move on to our next uh, number. Yeah. Especially since like, you're, it's like not even, you're not even, it's always, it's always a, like I, I beat Tina. It's always mm-hmm. that. I remember like, oh, sorry, I'm going back here, but no, you think Shea Coulee on drag race for all my drag race fans. She wrote a bar that said, leave them in the dust. Like Tina did. Ike. like, that's how you, that's how you tell the story of triumph. You know yeah. Saying? Like, oh my God. It's, but anyways, yep. All right. <laughs> well, before you move on, one mm-hmm. other thing I have to say is that the cast of what's like what's love got to do with it is incredible. Like we talked about yeah. Angela Bassett, but you got Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner. Yeah, you got Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Lewis is playing Angela Bassett's mama. Isn't that absurd? Does that sound absurd to you? That just like these people that they're basically peers. Yeah, <laughs> she's playing her mama in this. Incredible. I don't think I've ever hated Jennifer Lewis in any role except for this one. You know, like this role, I was like, oh, no, ma'am. No, no, you suck. Uh, But yeah, star-studded cast, great performances. And then, uh, you know, the music is on point, of course. So um, yeah, shout out to What's Love Got to Do With It coming in at number five. Yeah. All right. Number four. (laughs) At number four, we have Ray. About Ray Charles starring Jamie Foxx. He did win, right? He won something. Mm, I believe so, yes. Yes. So for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen Ray once. I've seen it once. I'm I'm pretty sure it came out in like 2014, I want to say. 2004, it, you mean? 2000, what? 2004? Ray dropped in 2004. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? <laughs> well, I, so then I watched it 10 years later because I specifically remember watching it in 2014. <laughs> That's so funny. It does not feel that long. Oh my god! Wait a minute, that was forever ago. I was in high school when that came out. <laughs> Jeez Louise! Okay, you were close. You almost hit it. You was just uh, one digit almost. away. Yeah. yeah, Ray. Ray was like not in one, two, three, four, five, six. Ray was ranked number six on my list. Where did you have it on yours? I honestly don't remember. I don't have my list memorized anymore. You know, I, I submitted it into the survey and I let it go. But I know Ray, Ray is not like very low on the list because I remember Ray vividly. As you said, it did win Academy Awards for Best <laughs> Actor and like uh, I think a Best Sound Mixing or something like that. It won some awards, but Jamie Foxx yeah. really transforms He's into Ray Charles it. for me. And so mm-hmm. it makes this performance unforgettable because the same way we were talking about Tina Turner and... uh and Angela Bassett being the same person, I feel like for the kids, the like the young kids, that you see Ray Charles as Jamie Foxx, and you don't, you can't tell the difference in his transformation mm. in that movie. That's so funny. I think because I I watched it like ten years later, and I had already like, I was like, this is cute, this is a cute movie. Like I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember thinking it was really well acted. I remember being scared to death that oh now I'm just gonna be blind. I can be blind at some point too. Mm. You know, what I'm saying? like that that felt weird. Um, but like, also I, I, I really did like all of it. Like the, the, the triumph, the, like from like rags to riches, mm-hmm. like storyline and that, that him being a, like a pioneer in music too. So, um, really good biopic. Only watched it once. I feel like I got to watch it again. Yeah. Cause Ray has some blemishes as well. Yeah. Years. 
Yeah, that's it's incredible that you missed that by so much. Um, <laughs> I didn't want. Ray Charles' story is not a fairy tale story either. You know, he starts right. off with, uh, you know, becoming blind and then having to live life and be a musical a musical prodigy while being blind, but then also mm-hmm. while dealing with addiction and he's kind of a womanizer as well. You know, Ray was not uh he was no angel as certain people like yeah. to say about people. You know, um, and so. Seeing Ray, the musical is like in my mind. I think of Ray Charles, and I just see him at a piano. But when you watch Ray the mm-hmm. movie, you see, oh, okay, this Ray is a full person, you know. And like I think That's for true. me, I'd never seen a story about a blind person told that way. To where you said, like I always pictured a blind person as someone who was blind who might need assistance. And Ray mm-hmm. very much was moving on his own. You know, he yeah. was in the business, and he was also out here being a whole slut. And so I was like, I didn't know y'all had it in you. You know, it was just new for me. I was not prepared. Um, but again, another star-studded cast with some great performances. Um, I love Ray, personally. Seen it a few times. I think it's higher than... Uh, it's not higher than What's Love Got To Do With It on, on my list for me. But yeah. between mm-hmm. Kerry Washington... Um, was it uh is it Terrence Howard's in that movie as well? Uh mm-hmm. Regina Hall, so many good actors that we've known our whole life. Lawrence Tate is in there as Quincy Jones. <laughs> it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh Lawrence Tate has not failed in a biopic yet. <laughs> yeah, uh mm-hmm. and I guess we could talk about that maybe in our honorable mentions, because I highly yep. doubt that, that that creep crept into our top five. I don't even think it was on our list. I know, and I, it didn't come on. To, uh, I didn't think about it until we we came on. I was like, "Why did I not put this on there?" But I know because if this was our top five, it'd be different. Now, yeah. <laughs> submitting it to the audience, <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I have a vivid memory of watching it in 2014. Like, I remember where I was, and I just didn't. <laughs> I, it wasn't. A, it wasn't in a theater, so like <laughs> it was. The, it was the fact that your year was so spot. Or it was like 2014. Because I was I like, know, well, "Do you read that somewhere?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I know where I was when I watched that I movie ten years after everybody else did. That it was made in 2014. I just said I watched. It. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you said. Somebody's gonna have to return. Turn <laughs> back and, and tell us. Let us know in the comments if Mari just you know <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am 90% sure I said uh-huh. I only watched it once and it was back in 2014. Oh, okay, sure. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Comment below. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So next up, the Jacksons, an American dream. Another one that I almost like <laughs> when we put this on the list, I was like, this is this is kind of this is a TV series. It's like a mini series. Like, does this count? But then I was like, yes, it counts. We got to put it here. Like, there, there's nowhere else we can really put it. Um, and this is my number one, I believe, on my Ooh, list. Yes, okay. I. Well, that's that should be that if if you know me, I am a like I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Like, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. Like, the Bad album and the Dangerous album literally hold a special place in my heart. Um, like growing up, but of course his whole entire body of work is something that like, I, I just, I, I'm a huge Michael fan. Um, so watching Jackson's The American Dream, it is the longest <laughs> made for TV. 
in history. But every time it came on VH1, I'm going to catch a piece of it, a part of it. You know, I've seen the whole thing several times, but I always love like tuning in and be like, what part are they at now? Okay. I'll come back when they, <laughs> when they're a little bit older. Um, this, this movie, I think that it was like, I, I think this is one of those movies that people either really like or don't like at all. I felt really? like as I was looking at the surveys, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I got a lot of I got a lot of surveys like from like younger ish people that were like, I grew up in a time where people were like still up in the air about Michael Jackson, so <laughs> so I didn't really watch it. Meanwhile, a lot of like older people or people like me had it like at least in their top three. Like I saw it a lot in people's top three, so I'm not surprised here that it's at it's number three here. Um, so I think. You know, I think um, Michael Jackson's legacy and everything that's happened has kind of um, tarnished where this where this uh, this biopic sits for some people. But for me, I think it's just honestly just really like good acting. It's really well made. It's really well paced. Um, I think it actually lays the template for a lot of these um, like uh, biopics that came after it. So. Uh, the Jacksons and the American Dream is, is my top. Mm, okay, so the Jackson and the American Dream, if I remember correctly, was my third on the mm-hmm. list. Um, I I love it as well. It's just something that, like you said, if it's on TV, I have to stop down and watch at least a little bit of it. Uh, the reason why I never think of it as a television series is because you always have to sit down and watch multiple episodes at once so it doesn't feel like a tv series Mm -hmm. i'm sure the first time it dropped maybe people were checking it out weekly yeah and you know tuning in every other day or whatever the the schedule was Mm -hmm. but very quickly it became for the next four hours we're watching michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) and that's it you know five hours they added the the commercials (laughs) oh yeah with the commercials this is an all-day affair and so very much so and that's why it falls to number three for me is because i don't think i've seen it in one sitting ever and mm. I understand that it's a series and it's probably not supposed to be watched in one sitting. But I can ve- vividly remember sitting down, watching as long as I could and being like, all right, y'all, I got to go. I got to go do something. I got to get up. I got to move. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we talk about the cast, but we really do want to spend time here on Recap Kickback highlighting these Black superstars as far as acting mm-hmm. and uh, like people who are in the industry that look like us because a lot of people don't. And mm-hmm. Jackson American Dream, again... Angela Bassett, back uh, back in the countdown again, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as Catherine Jackson, um, Billy D. Williams is in here. Vanessa Williams is in here. Um, oh, what is his name? Uh, played uh, Lil Michael um, Weaver. Um, yeah, Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver as Lil Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that killed it. Killed it and was singing. You know, there are so mm-hmm. many scenes in that uh, movie that just stick out to me. I mm-hmm. love when they're in the booth and he's like, just look over your shoulders, honey. Ooh. <laughs> and they're like, wait, he says shoulders. You can't say shoulders. Like, Tito, they about to beat your ass. You better stop. <laughs> so <laughs> next thing you know, they're like, Michael, you do whatever you want. And I believe it's Tito is getting drove for trying to, to speak up. And that mm-hmm. just stuck with me. And so, yeah, that that movie series whatever the case may be it's so good and 
I'm like Mari. I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. Uh, mm. His legacy is not tarnished in any way for me. And uh, mm. watching this, I could do. I could watch it today. I could watch it tomorrow. I could watch it two weeks from now. It might take two weeks to finish it, but <laughs> I'm always gonna watch it when it's on. I think this feels about right at number three. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, can you? Well, I get. Well, I was gonna ask you to guess, but I I think you could probably guess. What do you think number two is? Oh, no, that's that's tough now because I don't know. Okay, what would be my number two? So I think I know what number one is. Mm-hmm. Is number two Hidden Figures? Sadly, no. Hidden Figures was knocked out of the top five. I don't it's think it was. Fixed, and we'll talk about that. I don't think it was going to be my number two, but I, I remember looking at some of the results as they were coming in, and I was very pleasantly surprised that people were talking about Hidden it's Figures. So mm-hmm. so high up. Um, this one is there, very quoted. It's a, it's 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 quoted almost every single day. It's every group. single day. Uh, yeah. It's not it's not the Temptations, is it? It is the Temptations. It t- Why t- is that number two? two? That's supposed to be number one. What are you talking about? No, no, no. That is number two. Wow, y'all played in my face. Oh, Otis did not die for this. <laughs> Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Wow. It's number two. Um, the Temptations, I'm going to be for real. I left The Temptations as NA for me. Because, I'm sorry. It, because what, Mari? I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Mari, get out of here, man. You're the reason why this number two. <laughs> this ain't... Wow! No, no, I'm not the reason why this uh, is number two. I'm some our our inbox got flooded by a whole bunch of people <laughs> voting for the number one. That's why this is number two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's originally number one. <laughs> yeah, Mario, um, you okay? But y'all, I, y'all don't. If y'all don't know Mario and I, <laughs> we, we we recently just talked about the color purple. Okay. Uh, the 2023 color purple, but we yes. also went back and talked about the original color purple original. as well. Yeah. And um, it was revealed that perhaps Mari had not seen the I original color purple. It. I had had seen it when I was five or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had not went back to see it again. And that's exactly what this Temptations is like because just like the Jacksons, it's a mini series. It's Four odd hours or whatever. I've seen certain parts, but I was young the whole time. And I don't think I've seen the the full thing. And I didn't want to rate it based on what I, the pieces that I could remember. So I just left mm-hmm. it blank. Because you don't get docked. You, the, in the surveys, they don't get docked if it's blank. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay. Good, you get good docked survey. more by it being on the survey and being low. And being low, yeah. Um, Mark, this is my number one biopic. It just is uh-huh. the temptations. I've seen it a billion times. I know it uh, front to back. Um, shout out to Otis Williams, who I said didn't die for this, but because this isn't dead yet, he's the last remaining temptation from that original group, right. um, uh-huh. as far as I know. Uh, and so this miniseries, like you said, four hours long, but I remember watching it in one sitting a bunch of times. It's about one of Motown's, Motown's biggest hits of all time. I mean, biggest hits groups of all times. Uh, we see, like you said, it's very quotable. We see a, another like cast full of people that you just know. You know these people because you've seen them your entire life. And 
sometimes their faces become synonymous with the characters as well. Um, just like we were talking about earlier, you know, I think for, it took a very long time before uh, people could look at people like Leon Robinson and not think that's David Ruffin. You know, like, I don't think I could point out David Ruffin in, on, in a picture, but I could point out right. Leon as David Ruffin right. in a picture, you know? Um, Leon looks like everybody, because how he, dare he, he really go out and be in the five heartbeats and just confuse people for the rest of our lives? That He's the reason why people think the five heartbeats is a real group, because they felt yep. like, since he did such a good job, this must be real. I think, was he mm. Little Richard too? You know, like he Leon is in oh, every mob so. pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. Um, but my favorite thing about the Temptations movie is because when you watch it, you learn so much about what was going on at Motown that around that time to where you really start to pick up on storylines that as somebody who was born well after the Temptations were, you know, uh topping the charts. Right. I, I feel like I was there. You know, I feel like I could tell you what was happening uh when Papa was a Rolling Stone was going on. You know what I'm saying? I I I know that movie. I love seeing the cameos from random other people who are like, mm-hmm. they just are thrown into the storyline because they matter. Um, the Temptations is a sad story, but it's also a triumphant one as well because we do know it's one of the biggest acts. And The Temptations has been revamped a few times, right? The, the, the Temptations, the group, the name The Temptations, it's still a group. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, that movie solidifies that original team and all the drama that they went through. Now, there's some, you know, dramatization in there but for me you can't tell me anything about the temptation movie i just love it yeah and it also feels and it's also like the temptations of course paved the way for like the bigger um male r&b groups it makes me think of um new edition and how new edition had got their own tv miniseries um Mm -hmm. which was good um like the temptations paved paved the road for a lot of the the stuff that we were listening to, especially in like the early nineties, you know. And uh, I, I will revisit it as an adult. Yes, it sounds like when we get out of Black History Month and we're done with our top fives, yeah, yeah. we start doing some flashbacks and going and picking up some of these movies because I haven't seen yeah. every old Black movie, you know. And so mm-hmm. I think there's the opportunity for us to kind of uh, go pick up those pieces that we might have missed as children. I agree. I agree. Cool. Anything for content. <laughs> okay, so you're down to watch four hours of the Temptations movie to prep. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yes, <laughs> that might be hours. a <laughs> that might be a month long project. Like maybe the whole month of June, like the first week, the first <laughs> hour, the second week, hour. the second hour. You know, listen, we ain't going Is nowhere. It Let's make somewhere it that's less than four hours. Let's see. Oh, you think probably with like the commercials gone, it might be able to speed it up a little bit. Um. Yeah. I would say that if it's four episodes, an hour a piece, maybe in the future, we might want to just break it down and just spend a month on the temptations. We And then maybe the following month, we spend a month on the Jacksons. Who knows? We got time here at the kickback is what we do. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Please tell us if we need to go back and watch this long ass uh, movie slash miniseries. It's on Tubi, but it has ads. Oh, whew. yeah. Let us know in the comments. Also, if you want to uh, contact us, I'll give you our contact information at the end of the podcast so that you can email us and let us know what you think. Yes. Mari. Yes. I, I have a hunch about what number one is. I'm pretty sure I know what number one is. And it wasn't my number one. Mari, what, where did this fall on your rankings? Because I feel like there's a disconnect in who... What what was happening with us and with some of our people who gave the feedback? Uh, this fell to number seven for me, actually. Number mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number one, 
is Malcolm X. X. Uh, yeah, Denzel Washington's portrayal. Um, yeah, a lot of people love Malcolm X. I mean, I don't what it, it has a stranglehold on the older generation. I'm not gonna lie. Look, uh, they loved it, okay? They did. I think that's when they fell in love with Denzel. You know, he was already so around, too. but I think that's the one that I makes him, so you know, yeah. He, Did he, he win an award for that or was he just nominated maybe? Um, I don't believe he won. He could have won. Yeah, yeah because cause he eventually wins and it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, so as, as far as awards goes, he was nominated for Best Actor in the Academy Awards and Best Costume Design. Uh, the movie was nominated for Best Costume Design. Um, but again, as we know, Sometimes the Academy Awards ain't for us, but mm -hmm. he uh, did uh, win, I'm sorry, Malcolm X, the picture, won Outstanding Motion Picture at the NAACP Image Awards, and mm -hmm. uh, Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture for Denzel, Outstanding mm -hmm. Supporting Actor in Al Freeman Jr., and Del oh, I'm sorry, and Delroy Lindo was also nominated, and then Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. Now, Mari, could you guess... Who won Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for the NAACP Image Awards in Malcolm X? Uh, Angela Bassett? Angela Bassett! Look! Look yeah. at her! Biopic queen! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Catherine Jackson, Tina Turner, and uh, and somehow Jennifer Lewis is her mom. It's a whole thing. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And this, this movie was made um, uh, Dr. Betty Chappaz, who was Malcolm X's widow, who Angela Bassett played. She did serve as a consultant on this film. And I think that's what always kind of makes the biopics really great, right? When like the actual people are, you know, or people who were in there that time are the consultants and not just made up stuff. Looking at you, the Whitney biopic. I'm sorry, what was that? That Whitney one, that Whitney Houston one recently was Which really bad. Because it was too Whitney. The Yaya one was better than the the one from this this past this few most years. Recent one. Yeah, yes. that Yaya one was good. And uh, it was I think, good. Is that Deborah Cox was singing like that? I said, God dang! I, don't I think know. she did. The, I think she did, did she the vocals. Did the, she did the vocals. Yeah, and God. man, she she killed it. it I'm good. talking about some nasty singing, man. I was like, how did Lifetime pull out this biopic for Whitney Houston? And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then the one from a few years ago was I Want to Dance with Somebody. That that one. Mm -hmm. It felt so weird. Did you did you watch it? I'm pretty sure I did. I, I, I know I, I watched it like just a year ago. And I just remember watching it like this feels like I'm fast forwarding through Whitney's life. Oh yeah. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? It was it it, yeah. it definitely felt faster as far as like pacing goes. Like you were moving very quickly through it. Again, I think Yaya killed it. So then um, I think Naomi uh, Aki, she did a great job, yeah. but I just don't think that I just, it just didn't give me what the first one gave. You know what I'm saying? The the beginning of, of that one was actually pretty good. Like young Whitney and seeing her relationship with Robin was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But then once they got to the stardom, it kind of was like, I don't know if they were kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mari, Malcolm X. <laughs> Malcolm yes. X. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Mari top, pointed it out. Top. Yeah, she pointed out earlier. We got a flood of just support for Malcolm X as it's mm -hmm. first, like our number one biopic. Yeah. Mari, why do you think that is? I think that it was. 
I think it connects with people. It came out in 1992. I think Denzel Washington, I mean, just honestly, like you said, he kind of, he like carries, he truly kind of carries the movie. And then on top of that, I do think that, um, you know, I think it was relatively true to, to history. I feel like I learned a lot from it. Um, I still want to see the, I still want to see like the documentary on Netflix on like, because you know, his death is still kind of like, um, controversial like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because people are trying to say like did the people who killed him kill them or were they hired by somebody mm-hmm. was it the fbi was it the nation of mm-hmm. islam was it just some yes, haters but, you know exactly so um i i felt like I, I felt like it was one of those movies where it's entertaining and you learn something so i think that's i think that's the good balance for it and you know, for for me, I think it's probably not too high for me because, you know, sometimes civil rights movies can kind of bog you down a little bit and, and not make you feel too great. But I think this one was was did a really good job of balancing all that together. Yeah, um, it's a Spike Lee joint. That's always cool to talk about. Yeah. Spike Lee was tapped to be the director. This is based on the autobiography of Malcolm X, a book that I still have um by alex haley uh and again great cast and so i i like this uh movie but i do think for me it feels like a story of tragedy in a way that the temptations kind of feels like a story of triumph you know like right, don't right, get me wrong right. they be dying left and right in the temptations they mm-hmm. really we lose everybody but otis however uh you do get the like and look at the legacy of the temptations right the legacy of malcolm x definitely feels like it's it's obviously a huge legacy that a lot of people really latch on to to this day as a, as a sign of like strength and a way to galvanize black people against our oppressors and to really look at an alternative to just like oh let's take you know look at passive resistance or people for right. protesting and really start looking at how, how do we fight back? I think maybe that's what sticks out to people, right? You know, like mm-hmm. that idea that instead of feeling helpless, even though I'm saying like nothing against passive resistance or, you know, uh, peaceful protesting or whatever, but it really gave an alternative to the people who just felt like, no, why aren't we fighting? You know, why aren't we physically, you know, why are we throwing hands about this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> look, and Malcolm X's story is very much that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more nuance to it, but I think that maybe that is what resonates with people a lot. It's also Denzel Washington. How can you, how can you go up against Denzel Washington? Yeah, if you you ranking something and you got Denzel Washington on it, the man's coming for that number one spot every time. Black people love Denzel Washington. Black people love Denzel Washington. I'm black people. It's me. Oh, me. so yeah, it's us. <laughs> we yeah, black people. So, so yeah, so that rounds out our number one, Malcolm X. Um, I would like to go back and revisit Malcolm X at some point, Mari. I think that yeah. in these top five discussions, there are going to be a few movies that maybe we flag up and we mm-hmm. want to really just dive into the conversations about the movies in a way that maybe we didn't watch them like that the first time. We watched them first time for entertainment. But now we're a little bit older. We're seasoned. We read a little yeah. bit. We might be able to talk about this stuff in a little nuanced way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe put Malcolm X on the list again. Again, if you are listening to this on YouTube, put it in the comments. Let us know what you want to talk about. Let us know if you're into us talking about Malcolm X. Um, or, you know, always you can always contact us directly via email, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mari, mm-hmm. we have honorable mentions as well. Now, here's the thing. Uh, when we put out the list to our peers, we said, hey, here's the list that you can choose from. We need you to rank them. My family was like, <laughs> well, why you ain't add these other ones? 
And so that led me to make a social media post where I was like, well, just give me all of your, all your fun facts. You give me all of them. And I started to see a lot of one, uh, a lot of movies and biopics that I hadn't even thought about that just like went in one ear and out the other, because I didn't think of them as biopics. Now mm-hmm. we still have the list that we used. And so Mari's yep. going to kind of take us through the ones that were not in our top five, but missed the cut. Um, that were actually in the running to make the top five. Yeah, exactly. So um, I want to start with the ones that round out my top five that didn't make the top five. Like we said, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures just narrowly didn't make the like the actual top five like by just a few points. Hidden Figures, a lot of people um, that I polled really loved Hidden Figures. I think I, I've, I saw it once when it came out. I loved it. Um, I, I, I don't know why I never went back to revisit it, but, um, I thought it was really good. Uh, you want me to just go down the list? No. Um, when it comes to hidden figures, I loved it. I loved it. I've seen that like three times, you know, I yeah. saw it the first time and I was like, that was really good. I should just watch this again. And so I did. I think I, nice. I think I backdoored it. I was just like, I oh, started over. Wow. Um, yeah, because I was, I was like, I ain't got nothing else to do. Um, and this is really good. And so I've, I've probably seen it. I saw it at least twice that day. And I've seen it a couple times probably since then. You know, walked into a barbershop where it was playing on bootleg. I've seen all of that. Um, and again, it's a good movie. It's great. It's got some star-studded actors as well. You know, uh, Taraji is a standout in that in that film. And we love Taraji here on, uh, you oh, know, on the uh, recap kickback. So uh, no complaints here. Except I feel like it's too low. I think it might have been in my Dang. top five. Same. Um, like I said, it is in my top five. It's number three for me. Um, and I think it's mostly because also it's little known history, like history. Like you said, we had to learn it ourselves. We had to learn it a different way because school wasn't teaching it to us mm-hmm. about black women who were like computers, like smart black women working for NASA. Like what? So <laughs> freaking cool. So I, I get why like a lot of people like it, myself included. And I definitely, yeah, I, I definitely want to watch it again. I'm so for me, I'm the type of person just period. It's hard for me to rewatch a movie. Oh. My husband makes fun of me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like if I've seen something once, like it's really hard for me to go mm-hmm. back and watch it. So it's kind of like the stamp of approval that I have watched it multiple times. I'm just weird. I'm just weird like that. I like, I like watching stuff that I haven't seen more than stuff that I have seen. That makes yeah. sense. No, mm-hmm. I revisited a few times because it just it's a feel good to me. It's a feel good movie. I like it the entire time. It makes me feel warm and it makes me feel very proud of these people who I would have never probably heard about or I've heard about exactly. and I just didn't know the extent of their story. Um, and so loved it. Um, like I said, maybe it's a pinch too low for me, but I'd be down to revisit that with you as well. I just think we just gotta keep a running tally. Maybe once a month we'll go back and do an older, you know, something old to kind of you know stay stay um caught up on everything, you know. Yeah. And and that's the funny thing, as soon as I said that, I'm looking at my list and I'm like, I, re- I realized that's why the top two are the top two. Again, the Jacksons and what's left. Because you see them a million times. I've yeah. seen them a million times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up on, on my list for number four, I had Get On Up because oh, I've only seen it once, but that was a good movie. With Chadwick mm-hmm. uh, as James Brown, stop. that movie was good. Have you seen it? it- that's my NA. I have not seen Get On Up. Oh. Uh, I'm not let Chadwick love him to death, but I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with that that bit of his work. And it's honestly, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's really hard for me to watch Chad, Chadwick Boseman now because it makes yeah. me very sad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. used to watch The Black Panther on a loop. 
Like I just would turn it on and it would just be on in the house and I would just be wandering around doing whatever. And I would just watch it over and over and over again. So when I took that L, when we lost Chadwick, oh, that one, that one cut me deep. And so I think I had to, I had to step away from the Chadwick films for a while. Uh, And so I might be ready to, to, tiptoe back in there and, and watch get on up because i did see it coming in uh ranked uh fairly high on a lot of people's list i was kind of surprised yeah i yeah let me i'll have to um pull up the the ranking for everybody else but um for everything else so get on up is very good like honestly i didn't know half that stuff about um james brown i think the pacing was really good they did this really cool thing where they went back and forth between time like Mm -hmm. it was present day for whatever he was doing i forget what he was getting ready for and like his past growing up like again really poor and stuff like that and chadwick of course did just an amazing job portraying portraying him so yeah if you ever are healed and you want to watch that we can do that um and of course rounding out my personal top five was rustin a movie we literally just watched (laughs) yeah we literally just watched and ranked we talked about it on there it is for it to have premiered like this year late last year it is on netflix it's so accessible it i am not surprised it was way 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 out of this top five because like 90 percent like 90 maybe 95% of the people I sent the survey to didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Um, and my thoughts is you should, if, if you haven't seen Rustin, it is on Netflix, go watch it. It's really good. Yeah. And you can check out our coverage of Rustin on, uh, YouTube on the youtube.com slash poster recaps. If you click Mm -hmm. on where it says the connect on poster recaps, you should see our, um, Rustin review. You also subscribe to The Connect wherever you get your podcast and check that out where uh, Mari and I were joined by Latanya Starks to talk about the film. And as Mari said, for us, it's so recent. So we know how good it is and how smart it was and how well acted it was by Coleman Domingo. It's the reason why he's nominated for an Oscar right now. It's because he just killed the role. And it's a story about... um, like a more nuanced look at the uh, March on Washington. You know, we got we, a lot of times growing up, we get the story of Martin Luther King and how he led this movement, but we don't get the story of the people behind the scenes who really did a lot of pushing to make things happen. And uh, uh, Bayard Rustin is one of those people, you know? It's also a story about the other people behind the scenes as well. And so go get into that. It's on Netflix, it's accessible, and it might be Coleman Domingo's Oscar winning performance soon. So check that out. Uh, but yeah, I, I could definitely see that in the top five of my movies as well yes um so going back to the survey um the seventh place on the survey straight out of compton oh okay mm-hmm. okay straight now now mari i know both of us have strong opinions about straight out, out of compton as mm-hmm. a the the idea a straight out of Compton, right? 2015's right. Uh, biopic about NWA um, really tells the story about how this rap, legendary rap group gets its start um, and, you know, their trials and tribulations as they deal with all of that. Um, but we also know that there's a dark side, a very dark side mm-hmm. to NWA and some of the people involved. And it's, for me, it's really hard to separate those things, right? As we are right. like... Um, 
like uh, it's almost like the opposite effect of Tina Turner's story, right? Like, where Tina is like, mm-hmm. oh, she was in a horrible situation and she got out, and like we're so tr- it's so triumphant. It's like these people were also in a not a great situation, but there are some other people that get trounced on on the way out of this situation that mm-hmm. really makes it hard for me to kind of just sit with the movie and say this is a good movie in a vacuum because I'm always thinking like, yeah, but Dr. Dre was really doing, whew. you know, like it's, it's really yeah. hard for me to separate the two, Mari. Yeah, they 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 very much uh, duck and dodge a lot of the really bad parts about some of the um, the characters, Doctor Dre in particular. Like, I think the biopic itself is very entertaining. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to see what I where I have it on my list. I think I have it like at nine on my list, but I I um, it is very it's very entertaining. But the whole time I'm sitting there, like because. You know, we we covered ladies first um, in hip hop. Uh, we know a lot of the backstory about Dre and Easy E and how they 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 treated some of their partners and stuff like that. And and so it's kind of like they didn't whitewash. I don't I don't think whitewash is the correct term, but they definitely um, shined up a, a, the turd when it came to some of the events. They just skirted past. However, the problem is Corey Hawkins is just so good at so acting good. <laughs> at what he does. So it's just like it's so compelling, and um, having o- O'Shea uh, Jackson Jr. there, um, Ice Cube's son, sitting there looking like spitting like image yeah. <laughs> pace of him, it, it triggers that nostalgia in you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, it it was just a really good, entertaining biopic. Yeah, there was some some omissions, like you said, um, Michelle and kind of what she went through. Um, we see her; yeah. she has a biopic of her own where it kind of it tells mm-hmm. it tells that story. And man, it's hard to watch, you know. Not that it's yeah. bad, but just that she was going through, you know. Um, there's information about Dee Barnes, and uh, we know the interaction between her and Dr. Dre. Uh huh. And so there are things like that that kind of make it feel a little. A little nasty. Not to say that the movie isn't bad, but I think that like when you know those things are being hidden from you, it kind of makes you feel like, man, I, I I wish you were a little bit more honest about that. You know, like I, I get you're trying to make a movie that's compelling and that people like, and we're not trying to drag any of our legends through the mud, but I think there's a level of honesty that is left out of that one that just it doesn't allow it to be in my top five. Exactly. Um, next up in our that was in the original survey, uh Cadillac Records was higher than I thought it would be. Have you seen Cadillac Records? N.A. N.A. Well, rightfully so. The acting in Cadillac Records was highly suspicious. Beehive in a cover you. I am Beehive. (laughs) And even I was like... Uh, the singing was great. The singing yeah, was great. Yeah. The singing was great. Beautiful gowns. Yeah. <laughs> Very that. <laughs> Very that. I mean, but my, my girl got better. She got stronger. It's okay. She came back better than ever. Um, even Adrian Brody felt like he like um, phoned this one in. I, I I really think he owed somebody a favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give it that it's like. I think I think it's entertaining. It, I think it's can like it's very high camp. 
You struggling with this one, Amar? <laughs> because just everybody is giving like the minimum, like the bare minimum for acting. <laughs> but I love, I did love the story though, like the story of like a record label that like basically they're they're trying to push black talent, but basically they're all of their stuff is getting stolen by white people. You know, mm-hmm. they name drop the Rolling Stones, basically like stealing their whole swag and stuff like that, and it really highlights like trying to make it in that business in that time as a uh, a black artist or whatever and just never like never really getting your dues like Cal- the Calac records they're 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 um them and their recording artists they got big but they never got big big you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because in the, in the 50s and 60s whatever you could literally just steal anybody's song and it'd be like cool you know yeah steal okay, it bye. record it good like <laughs> so I don't know if it's one we have to add to the list, but it is very funny. I'm not going to lie. It's it's not supposed to be, but it's hilarious. Okay. okay. Well, what's up next? Because I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, um, next up, Selma. Selma came in at 11th on our, our survey. Why is it so low? Me. N.A. for I- me. I've seen Selma. I didn't think it was bad. Did I miss a part of Selma that people was just not messing with? Or is it just not memorable? People. So the responses I got on the surveys, like myself included, is like by the time Selma came out, which I think that was 2015 as well, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Mm. But by the time Selma came out, we, uh, I think us as a people were collectively like, at least the younger generation. Collectively mm-hmm. done with the um, slave narratives and the civil rights narratives, you know, at, like we were mm-hmm. a little exhausted um, at that, that point. Yeah, um, that that's literally so many that like a lot of the notes. It came out in 2014, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't see it either. I was just like, I I'm not in the headspace for this. So I think that's why it was rated so low. The mm-hmm. movie itself. I mean, did you watch it? I did. I liked Selma. I mm-hmm. did. Uh, it For me, it, it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. It told the story mm-hmm. about, you know, John Lewis and obviously Martin Luther King and mm-hmm. the bridge. And it was hard mm-hmm. to watch. It was painful because they show people yeah. getting rocked as, you know, as as we know that they did back in, 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 in those days of the civil rights movement. Um Churches are bombed, you know, those things are very, very true. Um, the thing to me that stood out to Selma is that uh, I believe that was uh, Ava DuVernay who was um, directing that. And from there, I'm talking about, we talk about star-studded casts. Like, let me just go down just a, just a little a little rabbit hole with you on this one. Okay, look, Keith Stanfield is in here. Wendell Pierce. Coleman Domingo. The same Coleman Domingo we were just talking about. Oprah. Oh. David Oyelowo is Martin Luther King. Carmen Ejoho, e- e- I believe is how you say it. Yeah, Ojo. Is, yeah. yeah, is Coretta Scott King. Uh, and so you have a powerful cast. You have an amazing song. I, I think John Legend wins an Oscar he for won. that. Yep. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's when he started Egotten. You know, like John John yeah. Legend, I believe, gets the Tony as well for some for Selma or something like or, that. Or uh, okay. yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, Emily, yeah. Emily, he gets yeah, he gets something for that. Anyway, he regardless. Does. Yeah, John Legend solidifies his his legendary status, literally calling himself Legend, uh, and and becoming an EGOT. 
I didn't hate Sel- Selma, but you're right. This is not a film I go back to rewatch. Um, partly because I'm a little tired of watching black trauma, you know? It, and it, I, it, I think it, I agree. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very that, like that stretch of black trauma, the butler, 12 years a slave, Selma, like, I and feel like all, all those came out. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> you just named like three biopics <laughs> that are not on our list. <laughs> and they're all true stories of pain. And I think that's yeah. kind of where it's like the nostalgia leaves you. And then in 2014, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Exactly. <sighs> so I, I just, I just think it was just, you know, for its time, it, it you know, I, I'll, I'll watch it one day. It's just, okay. it just gotta be in that. You just gotta be in that. Yeah. You gotta be in that mode. Okay. That mode, yeah. that mood. Yeah. It's yeah. a tough one. Um, that wasn't last on our list though. No, we got two more. Um, and then we'll, and I'll wrap it up. Uh, respect. I can wrap that up. Cause I didn't see that one. Well, I saw respect and I didn't uh-huh. think it was bad, but I also was not paying that close attention to it. Uh, I thought that, uh, like I walk in the room, it was on. I kind of ca- caught it. Um, it tells you the story about Aretha Franklin, but I did see some feedback about the show where people were like, "I about the movie where people were like, I don't know how accurate it was." Um, yeah, you know, I know it had it caught a little flat because that's the one with Cynthia Erivo, right? Mm-hmm. I, believe. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, it had controversy going into it because Cynthia Erivo herself has she's from the UK. She has said some kind of disparaging things about black Americans and yet comes and plays a lot of our black American parts over here. Plus oh, on no, top no, of no, that. No, 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 no. I think that's Harriet that you're thinking of. She played uh, Harriet. No, I know Harriet. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know play, if she was in respect. Who played, uh, who played respect? <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so is that the miniseries? Oh, you're, oh, you're thinking about the miniseries. We talk about the movie, the film, 2021 film. Yeah, and that was Jennifer Hudson. Was that's Jennifer Hudson? Yeah, because I mean, who, who else you gonna find that can sing like a Aretha oh, Franklin? Cynthia Erivo was in the miniseries. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. But that's what I was saying because I didn't, I didn't want to see the Cynthia Erivo one because I'm like, Aretha Franklin herself said Jennifer Hudson should play a player. Never uh-huh. saw the Jennifer Hudson one either. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, you're talking about. Uh, I think it's called Genius. Genius, right? Mm-hmm. Genius. Yes. No. Aretha this Franklin. is respect. This is the yeah. This is the Jennifer Hudson adaptation, and um, again, I, I I did see mixed reviews from it. Uh, honestly, a lot of people were not putting it up in their in their top five or six movies when we asked about it. Yeah. Um, generally, like kind of low middle ground, like Rotten Tomatoes scores. I remember um, people called it respectful, and I don't think respectful is going to land you in the top five of any uh, list of movies and films or, you know, whatever. Um, and so I think that that's probably um, where it falls short. But again, NAACP Image Award for Jennifer Hudson for Entertainer of the Year and Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture. Uh, it racked up a ton of awards, uh, nominations at least. Uh, Audra McDonald, um, the ensemble cast as well. Uh, and so for me, it's not my favorite thing to watch, but I also We'll be fair and say that I ain't really paying that much attention to it. I walked in, it was on. I was kind of like, oh, I didn't know Aretha was dealing with all that. And then I went on about my business. And yeah. so I think I got to put this one on my list again because it's an NA, but I think it's too strong of an NA for me to just ignore. Yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of the, I just looked at some of the responses and it was quite low. It was either mm-hmm. NA or low. So like I yeah. said, I haven't seen it. So maybe, maybe, maybe we'll put that on maybe, Paul. 
Now, now, Mari, before we get to this last one, I'm already thought I'm about to flip a table because I already know what's coming and I am not what it what happened. I don't uh, know why that was so low. Let me see where it was on my list. Oh, why? I guess it was. I one, need to know one, why y'all two, hate three, Biggie Smalls four, five, so much. Six, seven, eight. eight. It was eight on my list. Yeah. Why y'all um, hate Biggie Smalls so much? Y'all didn't like Notorious? I like Notorious. Again, very campy. Very campy. <laughs> uh, high drag, one would say. Um, because the acting was hit or miss. <laughs> and, but the but it was but the story was entertaining, you know. I think this is where Notori Naughton to me did like an amazing job. At, she was like the the best part in it as little Kim. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like I actually really liked it. And and again, was she the best part because she was the best actor? Probably not. But she was the no. person who had me like howling and hooting and interested in it and like Kim really couldn't have been doing all these shenanigans because she, like, I really, I, I did like Notorious. I did like Notorious. I just think when you look at the overall body of, of the others, I think that's why it comes in thir- at 13th place here. Yeah. Um, what? I, we have to say this. Tack one more on for Angela Bassett. Playing Biggie Smalls' mama as well. Oh, my God. I forgot she was... <laughs> <laughs> what what can she not do? Okay, you know, the, like in half of these movies on this list, the, the biopic queen. Um, you know, we got a relative unknown with Jamal Willer as Biggie Smalls, and I thought he did a very respectable job. You know, he popped up out of nowhere, and he kind of had to be Boogie. But I think a lot of people had some issues with the casting in other areas. Uh, the Tupac Shakur Anthony Mackie of it all is a like a oh, meme that I laugh at every man. time I see. Yeah. So, hey, well, I'm Tupac, you know, like, yes, we know. Um, uh, <laughs> so funny like, every time, like <laughs> it, it's so funny every time. Derek Lucas, uh, Sean P. Diddy, Pop, Papa Diddy Pop Combs, um, yeah. also interesting to watch him talking with that, that kind of lisp. You can see it was, it was so, I'm sorry, I, I went Mari. This felt like it wasn't supposed to be good. You were just supposed to go and have a good time. You know? Yes. And that's what I remember. Yeah. yeah I, like I, I, I loved think, it. I, I'm a big yeah. stand. So give me this and I'll take it. Whatever. I'm fine. I think also watching it like in the middle of college, going with all of my college friends and watching it like really like what bumped it up. But also mm-hmm. like, again, not that much because it was a clown show in a good way. Like In a good way. In a good in way. A good I way. did like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what were some of the responses you got on social media? Since that's it. That's our list. That is the honorable mentions. If you don't like that, let us know. Put your top five in the comments section, all mm-hmm. of that. Let us know what your top five is out of those. Yeah. Give us the rundown of the top five one more time. Oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the actual top five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number one was Malcolm X. Number two was The Temptations. Number three was uh, Jackson's The American Dream. Number four was Ray. And then number five was What's Love Got to Do With It. Okay, solid list. Okay, so as far as honorable mentions that people just decided to text in, and then, like I said, I went to social media to be like, all right, what else are we missing? Um, the Josephine Baker story, um, mm-hmm. I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, Diary of Miss Jane Pittman, um, Dorothy Dandridge introducing the Dorothy oh, Dandridge. I believe that's that Halle Berry, good. right? That's Halle Berry. Uh, yeah, I yeah. really like that one. Oh, I didn't. Even I think did about too. That one. Um, mm-hmm. a few. I'm gonna just 
skip the sports ones because y'all know y'all we already talked about this, y'all. Um <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, another one that I just wouldn't there have come to my mind when I thought about Bobby's. Yeah. I don't know why. Um yeah. 12 years a slave, you know, definitely don't like to think of that as something that really happened, and I guess it did, right? Um yeah. very scary. Uh, uh, we see some Denzel watched in love with American gangster on mm. here. Um a smidge too long for me. Just a pinch. Just a yeah. pinch. Three hours. Um uh, yeah, my, my OGs and my family, they were talking about roots. I was like, again, we really don't need. <laughs> I guess I, was like, I really don't need to know that this happened to real people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know the names with the face. It, it, it's tough, y'all. It's tough. Um, Devotion was another one. Uh, what's the, the, I don't know. I've actually never heard of that one. And then what's the Ben Carson Carson uh movie? Where the, is it Hands of something like that? Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Devotion is a, a war a war film with starring um <laughs> starring Jonathan Majors. So there's that. What? Yeah. Oh that oh that was oh that was the new one. Oh that came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. If we're we're talking uh, devotion, then we gotta talk red tails. Then yeah, red really? tails was on the list. Uh, gifted hands. That's the that's the Ben Carson story. Uh, gifted hands. Yeah. Uh, and then there was there was a few was more. I, like I said. What would you say? I thought people suggested these. these people ones? said they were. People said like, "Hey, we're not showing love to some of the good ones." And so I'm trying mm. to go in and catch a few of them. But there, mm-hmm. there were there were a ton of just biopics that we didn't talk about. I mean, we've alluded to the Little Richard one. Uh, there are yeah. several Michael Jackson biopics. I'm picturing Flex <laughs> in the white makeup. We are not talking about Flex in the white. We gotta talk about Flex in the white. Look, put that on the list. I bet you ain't never seen it. Oh my, me? Have you ever of seen, I've seen it? Of course okay. I've seen it. Then we gotta talk about it. Like, then we gotta talk about geez. it. Oh, we gotta talk about Romney Ma- Malco as MC Hammer, and the MC Hammer, please Hammer, don't hurt him. I believe is what it was, or was oh. it too legit? I think it was please Hammer, don't hurt him. It's one of them. Anyway, it's Romney Malco, uh, and he's MC Hammer, and it's I ridiculous. Legit. Yeah. Um. Listen, a ton of biopics out there. A ton of a, a ton of stuff for us to watch, and I think that. We have content for years just talking about real life people who get their stories told uh, in film form, especially for black people. And so, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to look into what it looks like when we go and explore some of these older movies like Antoine Fisher or, you know, uh, Bessie Davis, Rosewood. You know, there's so many uh, films that we didn't even touch on. And so, oh, the Clark Sisters biopic, you know, that was a really good one. one. Yeah, I heard that was really good. Yeah, the music was great. I don't remember how good the story was, but the music was great. Um, but yeah, so I that, I personally liked uh, "Ain't Too Proud to Beg" the TLC one that they did. Oh yeah, that was like fine. a few years ago. I yeah, loved it for cool. some reason. I thought it was great. I thought Kiki Palmer killed it. I thought Drew Sedora killed it, and surprisingly, Little Mama did a great job. As well. Little Mama, <laughs> maybe because the bar <laughs> was so low. <laughs> Look, yeah, we didn't we didn't know what we were gonna get, so we just took whatever we got, and it yeah. was it was good. And one that we alluded to earlier, um, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? I have seen Why Do Fools Fall in Love like 80 million times. Me too. Story of Frankie Lyman. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about it. Look at us. We did not even talk about it. Weird. Look at us. Yeah. It's okay because we can put it to the list. And so thank you all for checking this out and being with us as we talked about it and wax poetic about some of our favorite films. If we miss one of your favorites, please let us know here in the comments on YouTube. And then also you can email us. um, I believe it's recapkickback at gmail.com. So that's recapkickback at gmail.com to let us know what 
you thought about this episode of our podcast, our uh, inaugural episode of the podcast, and then also what you want us to talk about next, because Mari and I still have to come up with what is our next top five for next week. Mari, do you already have an idea? Um, yes, I think I want to save black romance until we can get a certain guest on. So maybe let's do black dramas. Okay. Black dramas. Okay. So these are not dramedies. We're talking about movies that make your heart hurt. You know, uh, maybe, uh, I I don't know. Do, do, is there like too much overlap between drama and romance for the black movies? Like what, explain to me, like, give me an example of a black drama. So black drama to me where I'm thinking like set it off. Mm, Okay. Yes. That is, Mm -hmm. that's a good one. Does Mm -hmm. the players club count as a drama or is that a dramedy? Oh yeah. No. I mean, there are funny moments in the players club. There are funny moments, but I mean that that is some heavy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it sounds Uh, like we know what we might add to our list. No, waiting exhale is black romance, definitely. That's a romance for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, maybe hustle and flow, um, Mm -hmm. moonlight, menace to society, yeah, boys in the hood. Boys in the Hood. Okay, we might just need to do a ghetto-ass list. One, two, as one. Because, you know, like, all the movies <laughs> got to fight against each other. Paid in full, New Jack City, Belly. <laughs> um, You know. Oh, another biopic that I didn't mention. Fruitvale Station. Never going to watch it. Oh, More power so to you sad. if you've seen it. Can't do it. Yeah, Sorry. Um, But, yeah, I think there's these movies that could kind of overlap. But I think for next week, you're right. We're going to focus on um black dramas. And so, uh, if you are listening to this, let us know what black dramas you want to see. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Go to the good stuff because I think black romance is definitely going to be one where that's going to be a hot button topic. I know me and you have to get these takes off about love and basketball Um, because it deserves whatever we about to give it. Just know (laughs) black comedies. I mean, where does Friday rank? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to choose between Friday and booty call. This might be tough. Oh my gosh. Love booty call. And finally, <laughs> I think we should end it with um black TV series. So Okay. Well Martin sounds like a single girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds so like a plan to me. Lots of good stuff to talk about this this month. Black history. Yeah, lots of good stuff to talk about. Uh a lot of good stuff to come in the future. We're just now getting started here on recap kickback. So uh Mari. Thank you mm-hmm. for agreeing to be my co-host on this journey. I know you got a lot going on right now, but if you could please tell the people who are unfamiliar with where to find you, exactly where they can find you and what you've been up to in the meantime. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two. I ain't going to call it X. If mama call it Twitter, I'm going to call it Twitter. Um, so <laughs> that's where I'm at. You can also find me over on the Wrestling with Hop Up podcast where me and Matt Scott, we uh, do the highlights of the week of wrestling. So any wrestling fans out here, you want to go and um, watch us, you can go to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed, or you can go to the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube page to check out the Wrestling Hop Up on YouTube. Also, every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP. And um, with the Crime Scene Podcast, we are dropping it. We just dropped a really good episode uh, uh, with our amazing guest ho- uh, guest. Um, Jason Reed. We talked about American Nightmare. It's a document. It's a docu series on Netflix uh, that follows the the quote unquote Gone Girl case. It is 
So good. It's on Netflix. You can watch it and then you can listen to us talk about it over on Crime Scene by going to robhaswebsite.com slash crime feed um, podcast and, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Chappelle, where can people find you? All right. And uh, again, if you're new here, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. That's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore S-H-O-W, where I will tweet out all the links of the podcasting that I'm doing. I am the co-host of the Nothing But Netflix podcast, where we talk about Netflix shows every week. Rob, Sister Nino, and I will pick a Netflix show from the top five or top ten, or maybe just something that looks a little goofy that we can talk about and make fun of. And most recently, we talked about The Trust, uh, a game of greed, which was a Netflix reality show that really got messy and Rob and I had a lot to say. We interviewed uh, Jay Patterson, one of the standout characters from that uh, season of television. And so check out Nothing But Netflix wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe to Nothing But Netflix on Apple, Spotify, or you can watch Nothing But Netflix coverage on YouTube when there's available on the youtube.com slash RHAP. Uh, also, on uh, suitspodcast.com, Rob Sesternino and I covered every episode of Suits. That is daily Suits coverage for over 100 and some odd days. And we are finished with Suits, but we're also now covering Pearson. And so it's not too late to jump in. If you want to go back and listen to our coverage, if you've never seen Suits on Netflix, uh, or if, if you watched it in the past and you, you know, trying to find some coverage about it or something goofy to laugh at, please come check out Rob and I talking about Suits on SuitsPodcast.com or subscribe to Suit Yourself wherever you get your podcast. Um, I'm going to be guesting on the 90 Day Fiance podcast this week with Puya. And so uh, it's the 90 Day Rehap Up. Uh, I believe it's episode 15 of this season of 90 Day Fiance. So check that out as I guest over there. I also guested with Kevin and Nigel to talk about... Um, the legacy of Survivor player Sandra Diaz Twine on our YouTube page on uh, youtube.com slash RHAP. So check that out. Go to robhaswebsite.com. Go to wherever you get your podcast and subscribe. And then check me out on Post Show Recaps where me and my co-host Gia Worthy will be covering Abbott Elementary uh, very soon when it drops. So uh, keep up with that and more by following Mari on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. Me at Chappelle's underscore show. And then uh, look out for our social media here for Recap Kickback because it's going to be a good time. Follow Recap Kickback uh, wherever you get your podcast um, as well. So that said, Mari, it's time to go. It's been a great time here at the Kickback, but until next week, we will see you all later. Peace. I got to say, I'm breathing, can't feel my chest.